0: friends, and welcome to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast, where we discuss topics pertaining to homeschooling, being women of the Word, and living in life of eternity. So whether you are single, married, or whatever your season of life, I pray you will find hope in Christ and encouragement from His Word. I'm your host, Ruth Adams, and I'm so glad you are here. friends, and welcome back to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast. It has been a while since I came on the podcast and talked with you, and I have been thinking of you all. Life has just been so incredibly busy, and so thank you for your patience and with these sporadic podcast episodes, but um, it is so wonderful to know you're out there and listening and praying for me, and I appreciate you. Um, And so I thought today I would just give you a little update on some of the things that have been happening in our family. And I'm going to try to, in some ways, maybe tie some of these things together just with encouragement towards prayer in our lives. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And I like to encourage people that any time is the right time to come boldly before the throne of grace. Well, um, a couple of months ago, my girls and I took a trip to the Ark Encounter in Kentucky to go to a Bright Lights conference, a mother-daughter conference there and so i had really prayed for this um, event i had joined with other mothers online on a zoom meeting and prayed and in my own personal prayer life i had really been praying that the lord would bless my time with my girls and really draw us closer to himself and fill us with his truth at this conference and I left feeling like I had really prayed and so I was feeling like I covered this in prayer and I'm so excited for this and just excited to see how the Lord was going to move over that weekend and when we were uh, not too far away a couple hours two to three hours probably away from the ark our van started making a funny noise. And I kind of noticed it and kind of was like, oh, it's probably nothing. And then the girls started piping up from the back and saying, what is that sound? And it became more and more evident. This, we had a problem, something was going on. And I continued to try to push through and just hoped that it would be okay. And we pulled off about an hour from the arc to go through a drive-through and get something to eat. and. Um, As I was backing out, we heard something louder and a lot more noticeable, and it felt like something was sort of um, resisting or dragging underneath the van. And so I called my husband, and he, you know, felt so helpless to help me being in Texas, and here I am in Kentucky, and he said, you're only an hour away just be very careful and see if you can make it the rest of the way. Well, we were praying that the Lord would help us and it would drive okay and then it would start screaming at us again and making all of this, you know, nerve-wracking sound. And so we finally um, got to the area where we were staying, not far at all from the ark. And uh, so I actually, I pulled off for the exit, and I U-turned instead of taking a left, and that made me have to go uh, farther, and I think it put about another 15 minutes on, which I could not afford at that time with how the, the van was just every minute counted with trying to get it there and get it parked and figure out what to do, and so... Anyway, by God's grace, he allowed it to keep running for the extra 15 minutes and I pulled into the hotel parking lot and the wind was blowing and it was cold and we were trying to pull things out of the van and um, my husband had said if you happen to see someone maybe in the hotel lobby, maybe an employee that maybe a man behind the desk that you think might be willing to just look and see if it's something really noticeable uh, to go ahead and um, ask him and I was thinking no one's going to care no one's going to want to help me but I kept it in mind and here we were out in the parking lot and the weather had changed from Texas drastically and the wind was really whipping and I saw this I I guess he looked like a manager for the hotel and then a worker that was doing something on the outside and they looked approachable and safe and so i approached them and said i've just driven in from texas with my girls and our van is really screaming at us and my husband wondered if i saw a a man that might be willing to just see if there's something really obvious under the the van that i wouldn't notice but maybe a man would and so they walked over to the van and looked underneath it and the worker that was doing work on the hotel got down on his back on the concrete and would say drive forward and drive backwards well it was really really screeching worse than ever by this time and he said i think it might be your drive train or something really bad um it's probably not an easy fix but you need to get it into a shop well the bright lights conference was starting the next morning and so um I am so thankful that the lord orchestrated it that a friend from our church here in texas was also staying in that hotel and she was so sweet to run out and to take my girls into the lobby and to sit with them and she just said whatever you need i'm here to help you and so she actually followed me out of the hotel parking lot the next morning i had called an auto shop and um he said that I could bring it in and so I was trying to get it into the shop as early as I possibly could and she followed me out of the hotel parking lot and it was just screeching and I got to the first stop sign across from the hotel and it just stopped and it wouldn't go at all and cars were coming up behind us and waving their arms and screaming and was really sad how many angry people there are. There was absolutely nothing that I could do. And so my friend was trying to wave people around me and go to people's windows and tell them they needed to drive around me. And I had the flashers on, but people weren't getting the message. And um, so we ended up calling AAA and waiting for help. Um, And finally a tow truck came and pulled the van off. And my sweet friend from our church here in Texas drove me and my girls to the Ark. And I was really feeling um, a heavy weight because we were going to go to the conference and then we were going to drive about another three and a half, four hours to our vacation house in Ohio. And so I was thinking, what are we going to do? And we were actually going to be picking up a puppy on our Ohio trip and we had things planned. And so I knew we needed to get to Ohio and I didn't know if we were going to have to leave the van in the shop for a week and rent a car or what this was going to mean expense wise and, you know, the inconvenience of it all. I just didn't know. Or would the girls and I be stuck in this hotel for days? And um. so I was just praying and You know initially i was discouraged and i just thought wow you know i really covered this in prayer and i wasn't expecting anything like this to happen but it was so amazing because even while the girls and i were sitting in the van at the stop sign with people honking and screaming at us the lord was giving such a peace and i know that is from him and i was able to reflect back on previous situations where the Lord has answered prayers in miraculous ways, where he has moved mountains that I could not move, where he has helped me through desperate situations, and I just was given the peace and the faith through him to not get hysterical, you know, to <laughs> remain somewhat peaceful and to be able to just go to him in prayer with my girls. And I texted some friends and asked them to pray. And one of them sent me a song about the Lord giving us grace. And we listened to that while we were waiting for the tow truck. And um, I know that peace came from the Lord. and then we made it to the ark and i was expecting that the van would be there a good while and i was expecting worst case scenario when the news came in and so anyway what happened was the mechanic called and uh, he said ruth your van is ready it was just a issue with the parking brake but it is completely drivable and i said oh Wow! Oh, oh, that's great. I said, "Well, we actually were going to go into Ohio. Do you think it would be okay?" He said, "Well, I've cleaned it up. Something was just broken and rattling around in there, and you can take care of that parking brake later. But yes, I would have no problem with going into Ohio. And then I said, and after Ohio, we're driving all the way back to Texas. Do you think that would be okay?" And he said, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And so I was able to pick up the van that very afternoon. Just a few hours later, my friend drove me over to the auto shop and I was able to have my van again. And the beautiful thing is, ladies, is that my girls were able to see the Lord pull us out of a desperate situation. What seemed like the worst thing imaginable for our trip turned out to be when he you know put his hand upon it and lifted the situation it was done and over and they were able to see God answer prayer and they were able to see our friend be there for us and they were able to see what looked like could have just ruined our trip the Lord just took care of it and I was thinking, I had been praying that the Lord would grow us through this trip. Now, I was thinking, we're gonna go and sit and hear good teaching and we're going to grow from that teaching. But the Lord actually had a different lesson for us to build our faith and to put us in a place of great neediness and to see his deliverance. And I thought, you know, I was wanting the girls to learn and grow through new things through this conference and and yet maybe the lord knew they needed to learn a life lesson about when things are you know when we're in desperate situations that we call out to the lord and that he is so faithful and that he takes care of us and he meets our needs and maybe that was one of the lessons that he had for them that weekend. And then we were able to finish the conference. We enjoyed it so much. And then we were able to go into Ohio and we had a short trip there and we picked up our puppy. We have a King Charles Cavalier. Her name is Finley and she is adorable. And we love her so much. We have not had an indoor dog in the history of our family, we've never had an indoor dog that stayed an indoor dog. But Finley is doing great as a little indoor dog. She is so tiny. She was the runt in her litter. And I'm just so happy because I wanted a small dog. I wanted the smallest King Charles Cavalier possible. And it turns out that her being the runt of her litter, she is probably stunted some in her growth, and so when we picked her up, I was expecting that she would already be um, looking fairly well past her puppy stage because we were not able to get her at, you know, eight weeks or something. It was probably more like 14 weeks. And I thought, oh, she's gonna be so big. And when we met the lady in the parking lot at Walmart to get Finley, I saw her for the first time, other than that initial picture i had seen online. And I just said, Oh, she's so tiny. She was so much smaller than I was expecting. And I was just delighted. And she has become the little baby around here. And everyone is taking turns holding her. And she's just so, so sweet. So we are really loving Finley. Um, So another update that happened um, very sadly is we had a great pyrenees guardian livestock dog on the farm and she was probably about a year and a half old and uh, we wanted to get her fixed so she would not have puppies and so we went and had her fixed and paid a lot of money for surgery and her dog vaccinations and all of that and got her and just you know uh, a good shape that we thought she would be healthy and we just we've had multiple great pyrenees and she was our favorite and she was very well trained and obedient and just did her job and we just loved her and so we brought her home and we kept her penned up in a little fenced in area um for the time that the vet said and then we let her go and she went and ran after something and chased something on our farm and um we found her a few days later um dead and we are not sure what happened we don't know if maybe it was too soon for her darting across the farm and running so fast and so hard or we don't know if whatever it was if it was pigs or whatever it was if Um, maybe they started attacking her and she wasn't ready, didn't have the strength or her surgery burst open. We don't know what happened, but um, I had seen her running across the farm and barking and I didn't think anything of it because that's just her normal activity. And some nights she would do that all night long. And so the time had passed for her to be protected and kept in this fenced in area. And I just thought, well, she's getting back to life, but then we didn't see her again that night or the next day. And it was the day after that, that the children found her and there were a lot of tears and that was really sad. Um, We decided to go ahead and just take a free dog that we found locally, that is um, a great Pyrenees mix. And we just didn't want to put out any more money on a dog we had just bought little finley and we had just put a lot of money into our great pyrenees and we just decided to try to um take a free dog and so she is black and white and it's funny because we have a black and white cat and then finley is like a brownish reddish and white color and we have a cat with that coloring as well so we have like the matching cats with the dog um, a dog and a cat that match, and then a black and white dog and cat that match. So um, two matching sets. It's pretty cute. So that is new, and of course, um, just an update on the farm. We have been planting the garden, and that's been drawn out. It's not like it just happened in one or two weekends. I just continued to add to it. I made sure I get got the tomatoes in the ground um, early on, You have to do that here in Texas like in early March so they have time to uh, grow and get established and start putting out their fruit before we get the intense heat. But some of the other things I've just added in gradually and I'm always working on trying to uh, clean up in the garden and pull weeds and plant new things and we will see how it all turns out. But we have been so busy, I've just had to work on it when I could. Now, we recently took a trip to Florida. My daughter is graduating in, well, in May, and she's graduating with a vocal performance degree. And so we went to hear her senior recital and she did an amazing job and we'll be taking another trip for her graduation in the near future. Um, so, Also, I am speaking, I would love it if you would pray for me, I am speaking next week at the Ruth Retreat in Texas, and I will be giving two talks um, from the book of Ruth. And then the following week, I am speaking to another ladies' group on the subject of prayer. So I have been diving into this topic of prayer, and isn't it just such a grace that God gives us he invites us into his presence to bring our needs before him and our desperate circumstances just like the van breaking down in Kentucky and also to bring our praises before him always having that sacrifice of praise but the fact that we can talk to our creator God and that he hears us and that he shows us his presence in very real and tangible ways, um, that is a gift that we should not take for granted. And, um, you know, when we go to the Lord, we can receive his peace in any circumstance. Jesus said in John fourteen twenty seven, "'Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid.'" Corey Ten Boom and her family helped Jews escape the Nazi Holocaust during World War II, and by all accounts saved nearly 800 lives. And she went on to share of her testimony and that there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Here are two quotes that Corey shared about prayer. She said, the wonderful thing about praying is that you leave a world of not being able to do something and enter God's realm where everything is possible. He specializes in the impossible. Nothing is too great for his almighty power. Nothing is too small for his love. And then this one is a great little quote to remember. She said, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Well, I wanted to give an update on our home edition for those of you that know we have been since about the 4th of July is kind of where things were getting kicked off about that week um, of last year, we started a home addition where we were taking a large carport off of our house that already had the foundation and the ceiling there and closing it in to make a large family kitchen um, with two additional bedrooms um, and then also a little small laundry room off to the side and a craft room and um, sewing room off the back porch and so um, this home addition has been in the works since july of last year and for those of you who have been following um you may remember that our contractor turned out to be dishonest with us and He basically took our money and did not fulfill his end of the contract, and he ran off. And so we were left in a very big mess and a very bad situation. And so for months, we met with various other companies, um, carpenters, contractors, businesses, and um, would go through our needs and what we wanted to see done and what needed to be finished on the, the project. It was just kind of roughly framed out and wrapped in Tyvek paper when this contractor left us. And so it had a long way to go. And so we talked with person after person and every time it just wasn't the right fit. Um, either their you know quote was beyond what we could pay or they weren't really interested because the commute was too far, or this or that. Like, we just weren't finding the right situation. And after being in the wrong situation with this other contractor, we wanted to be very careful in um, who we would start working with. And so I spent hours and hours talking with different people. And I can remember feeling really frustrated, just like, I'm spending so many hours meeting with person after person and going over the same things over and over and we're getting nowhere like how can it be this hard to just find someone to come and do the work but it was and finally around christmas my husband and i just after we hadn't had any progress for months and the wind was starting to blow the tyvek paper off the framing and all And my husband said, I am just going to call a uh, window and siding company to come in and put the windows and the siding on and just get this closed in. And then after that, a guy who had been working with us on the air conditioning brought out a guy that he said he can help you get it closed in, like sealing off the open places between timber and stone and, and so forth. He can get it closed in. And so this guy came out and he said, well, I'm a cabinet builder and I can build the cabinets. And he looked around and he was like, I can pretty much do everything. And so my husband said, well, let's start with that um, uh, sheet rocking and closing in and then take it one step at a time. And long story short, this guy has been so good and he's been very faithful to come to work. The other guy was not. He would He would just, even before he finally left us, he would take off a week or two and not, we couldn't get in touch with him. And this guy has been faithful to come to work and he is doing a great job. And so he is kind of getting close to wrapping up the cabinet building side of it. So he has sheetrocked it. He has sealed it airtight he has built cabinets and it's been so wonderful because he has just custom built them as he and i have talked and looked at pictures i can show him a picture and he'll say i can do that and he really enjoys what he does and he really has wanted to make us happy and get it right and he will give his opinion and he can kind of see things in his head I have a hard time I can see pictures and say I like that or that's my style but to actually just be able to draw it out or communicate or see it in my own head I start getting confused I've seen so many pictures and then I start to get confused I don't know if Any of you can relate to that, but um, I can look and look and look at pictures on Pinterest, but to actually know, okay, this is what I want for this place, and it will fit, and it will all tie together, and it will all look good, I start getting very confused. But this man has been really good at being able to give his feedback and his ideas and It's just been such a blessing after what we went through and praying for months and not knowing where the Lord was leading us with all of this. It has been such a blessing. And so he has been building out the pantry and the cabinets. And there's another wall that he's going to build a whole new cabinet system on. Um, And it's going to be amazing because it's going to have a butcher block countertop and a skirt that will go around the bottom. And then it's going to have like pull out, not drawers, but um, like trays that are going to be. Um, built for five gallon buckets for my rice and sugar and flour and wheat berries and all of that and even my grain mill will um, have a little slide out where I can slide out the grain mill and grind some flour and then slide it back in so I am so thankful so grateful so excited and um, I guess I just share that to say that sometimes it's a matter of waiting um you know, when we started the project last July, the man told us six to 10 weeks, we'll have this kitchen, this whole edition done. That was ridiculous, but that's what he told us. And we were, I guess, naive enough to think that that was going to happen. He said, oh, you'll have a brand new kitchen for Thanksgiving. Well, it did not happen. And at Christmas, we were still sitting in you know, framing with Tyvek paper. And, um, and it was like nothing was going to happen until it was the Lord's timing. And the Lord's timing to get us moving again was after Christmas. And once he was ready for us to begin moving with this again, it started going really quickly. And I just thought, wow, for months, we couldn't find anyone. We couldn't get any progress made we felt discouraged and defeated and what's going to happen with all of this and then the lord brought someone who was just what we needed his prices have been reasonable it's just been the right situation and it's been going um at a steady pace not not going super fast because he's pretty much working on his own with the help of a family member and so um it's not like having a whole crew come in and seeing it done really fast, but it's getting done and it's getting done right. And, um, it is just a lesson to me and a reminder to me that sometimes we can feel frustrated because things aren't happening and we're praying and we're doing everything we can to, um, move things forward. And we have to know that it will happen in the Lord's timing, not our timing, and his timing will be right. And you know, if we had maybe tried to force something to happen sooner, we wouldn't be working with this man who has really been just the perfect one for us to work with. So I hope that encourages you in a way of a testimony. And again, just this matter of prayer just taking all of our burdens and our cares to the Lord in prayer and he really does care for us and even when it seems like nothing is happening we can know he is working behind the scenes and he has a plan I love the hymns and there is one that is very familiar to many people what a friend we have in Jesus it says what a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, steal our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. I'd like to ask you, what do you need to take to the Lord in prayer this day? And just to be encouraged, to be faithful in prayer, to pray without ceasing, and to go boldly, humbly before the throne of grace that we may find mercy in our time of need. Well, I'd like to kind of wrap this up now. I would like to just um, welcome you to check out my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com, where I have my book, Legacy Reflections of a Homeschooled Homeschooling Mama, A Legacy of Faith for Young Ladies, and the Word Study Scripture Writing Journals, as well as some other resources to strengthen the family. Thank you for joining me today, and may the Lord bless you until we meet again. you tuning into this episode. And if you've been encouraged by what you have heard, would you consider leaving a review or a star rating for the podcast? Those reviews and ratings go so far in helping other ladies to find the podcast. Also, for more encouragement, I invite you to check out my website legacyhomeschoolreflections.com. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And I will look forward to talking with you next time. Goodbye for now.